It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV begins right now. Ira, across from me. Very close together here in the studio, even though you can't tell that if you're watching on Warchant TV. Corey's in Atlanta, but there he is. I see him, too, in the left-hand corner. Hello, boys. Well, we've got headlines. We could hold hands. We could. No need to. Corey, we I'm not that jealous. distraught about Farmer. We don't have to hold <laughs> hands. We can... So what's going on? Is Jeff in my seat? No, no I'm in your seat. You... Oh, you're okay. All right, gotcha. I got yeah, you. We're all good. You, we're, said, we're you all said good. I could hold hands. I thought that meant you are in the same room. We are. Oh, Jeff's okay. in my. Oh, team. I see. I got it. Okay, I uh, see what's going on. Gabe. Come on, Corey. I see what's going on. Let's go here, buddy. Come on. I wish I could hold. I wish I could hold both of you right now. Let's 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 hold. Let's follow the bouncing ball. Here we go. All <laughs> right. So uh, as we begin, we should note that our friends from Register Sausage—they're loyal. They're right here with us. They're right so, or die. They're right or die. Like Dr. Birch. That's right. We'll get to that in the next hour. Yeah. Register Sausage is uh, is still going strong, and we love them, and that's why I say, yay, sausage. Corey, uh, got any registers up there? Got any, are we going to have registers at the uh, the engagement party? Are we having an engagement party? Are we going to have registers at the, at the rehearsal dinner? What's the plan? I don't think we're going to have a rehearsal dinner, or and we already had the engagement party, oh, but you right. best believe – the wedding reception, it's going to be raining register sausage. It'll be hanging from everywhere. So much sausage. It'll be hanging from trees. It's going to be an outdoor outdoor ceremony probably. Delicious. And it'll be on the ground. It'll be hanging from the trees. We'll be throwing them at people. They'll be in gift bags. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> ben, make it happen. The uh, If you're not invited to Corey's nuptials, which, look, we all we all can't we all yeah. can't make it there, but uh, right. you can have your own register sausage. If you go to registermeats.com and order it, they'll deliver it to you in an ice container, fresh, delicious, all different flavors. They've got, uh, what, do you say flavors for sausage? I don't think all different flavors. Cuts, right? I guess, but you do have the jalapeno cheddar, which is a distinct That's flavor. That's very tasty. Uh, and then you got the andouille. You do? Which uh, we, we pronounce it that way. Most people don't. The way we will always pronounce it. And uh, if you live in the southeast, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, to the Carolinas, it's growing. Go into your uh, local grocery store, and if they don't carry it, talk to the meat manager. Have a frank talk and tell them uh, yeah. you want some registered sausage. A frank talk. Let's have a frank talk here. I I, I believe I tried to warn everybody um, that this was the spring of hurt feelings and that there would be upheaval. I like saying upheaval. That at some point. The portal's going to turn around and bite you in the same way that you bit others, that you were in the position of being the aggressor for a long time, and you could go out and you could raid other people's rosters. I'm sure South Carolina, amongst others, didn't enjoy that. They, they didn't like that Florida State was doing that, uh, but that was the reality. But at some point, you build your roster to a place where you have actual depth, and that depth of talent raises the floor, and you get excited. But that also means people come calling, potentially, for your talent for guys that aren't starters, for guys that could fill a role right now somewhere else. And we don't know all the details. Don't know if we ever will. But we know that, according to Josh Farmer's Twitter feed, he has announced that he is going to enter his name into the portal. Yeah, and we had been hearing that he was one of a couple, maybe a two or three different players that uh, were kind of in the same situation. Guys that are that are younger players of Florida State, have a lot of potential, maybe haven't ascended to the top of the depth chart yet. But we're hearing that there might be opportunities if they went elsewhere. And, you know, and again, other schools aren't allowed to poach your players. They're <laughs> not allowed to tamper. 
But we all know what's happening. It, the, the, obviously, the highly publicized case last year uh, with the receiver at Pitt um, was, a, was a big deal. But it's been going on uh, elsewhere with a lot of different players. And so this isn't a total shock. And I don't think it's a total shock to, to Florida State. Corey just updated the story on the website. People can read more at warchant.com. But, you know, this is a position where they've been stocking up, and it's not as if this is probably shocking news to Florida State. I, I, it's it's not shocking to me either, but it's a little surprising only because at that position in particular, I mean, wasn't he in line to get I don't know, man, thirty reps a game? He and how many of, more big do time you part want? Of the rotation, yeah. And, and how many more do you want as a defensive tackle? Do you want to play seventy snaps a game? I mean, he was going to be part. I think he was going to be part of the two deep, and I think they were going to rotate those guys pretty liberally. Um, so you're looking at a guy that played a, a decent a bit last year. He was thrust into action, but he was going to be a guy that number one had a very good spring. They talked very highly of him. Norvell said he had looked dominant, said he was just scratching the surface and that, you know, as a defensive tackle with a, three other good defensive tackles, 30 to 30, 35 snaps a game. I don't know what more you're looking for, but I also don't know is Josh Farmer a guy that's an NIL guy. Like an SEC team is like, hey man, we got 500k. Wait, I don't know that he's a big enough name or done enough, other than reading Warchant practice observations, to have a coaching staff or a, a you know a collective in on him that much that they would that like it was an NIL deal. Like you know what I yeah, mean? Like this no, was I, an NIL casualty. I think that was probably a factor, Corey. I believe. Think? I believe very much so. Okay. It, it, I believe very much that it was a factor. Now we do not know. Uh, specifics as far as a team, SEC, Big That's a 10, risk, you right? Don't, you don't, That's a risk. You don't Josh know. Farmer hasn't well, produced any. Like, Josh Farmer had a nice spring, but well, – I mean, how many 6'3", 320-pound dudes who've been in a college weight room for three years are just hanging around waiting to – you know what I'm saying? You don't think that would be attractive? I think it would be attractive, but 15 tackles last season isn't, isn't something that you're going to be – push it you're you're gonna pay starter type nil money for i wouldn't think yeah but but maybe they saw the huddle film i mean yeah well i think you can recognize potential certainly and there are people who are well aware of guys that are burgeoning stars on rosters all i mean look these days certainly everybody's very well aware of each other's roster if you're in the same recruiting footprint uh they, they know who he is and they know the work he's put in and and i think they know that he's on the verge of being um, an impactful player. You're right. Based solely on the stats, you wouldn't just look at the stat lines from last year and say, gosh, who doesn't want Josh Farmer? Everybody's going to be knocking down the door, but there's right. more to it than that. And, and it would also be like the difference between drafting a, a baseball player out of high school compared to waiting for them to three, three years out of college. Or when you, when you draft a player that's already blown up, Versus, or you try to get a guy in free agency before they've already blown up versus after they've already blown up. I mean, so, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And I think some of the other names we've heard out there are similar situations, guys that have shown a ton of potential but maybe are not starters yet. And so this and this is this is the new world order. I mean, I think yeah. the idea yeah. that if Florida State fans and media and coaches have been under the impression that they were just going to be the pursuers all the time and never see players – be pursued. I mean, that's, you know, it's a fantasy. I've been trying so to then, ring the bell about this for a while now. Then we also, if we seem to think that NIL was a factor, uh, then we also seem to think that Florida State didn't want to match whatever no. somebody else no. might have been you willing know. to offer, and that's why my man's in the portal. No. Because they have other money. 
apply. I mean, you 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 can't spend it all on defensive tackles, let, right? Let, let Jeff talk. Yeah, let me let me just say this, Corey. I, I, okay, so here's the danger. I'm going to speak broadly. I'm not going to talk about Josh Farmer, but you guys, let's just stay with me here. All right, so this is the brave new world that I was referencing, right? Okay, so let's say you have valuations and you say that this guy is worth this much. Any guy, all right? Jerry Smith is worth a hundred grand. And you, you went go, to a Jerry again. And, and you go to Jerry. You know, there's the <laughs> Jerry. Another Jerry. Yeah. You, you know the Jerry's are worth a lot of money. Yeah. All right, so you go to Jerry. This all is right? a white Jerry, right? By I, the way, I, this is any Jerry. The other day, <laughs> the other day, I loved Corey was uh, on Wake Up War Chant was saying to Aslan, he's like, whose first name is Bishop? I've never heard of a anybody <laughs> first name Bishop. <laughs> and then he, and then he, and then he, he finally caught him. I started to text him, yeah. but he caught, I him, caught him. it. Caught I it. caught it. All right, so Jerry. Whoever Jerry is, has been been shown to be worth about a hundred grand to to whatever collective. They go to Jerry and they say, Jerry, here's what we're gonna do for you. All right, we got some money for you. We feel good about this. Here's what your requirements are. And Jerry's like, I love it. I love it. That's so exciting. I, that's what I need to stick around. I mean, I I need money. So this is gonna work out nice. So Jerry's agreed to the deal. All right. Well, now you know Jerry has a lot of people in his life. A lot of people talk to Jerry about his situation. Not all those people are always scrupulous. Some of those people are people that are looking out for themselves. And maybe somebody's in their ear saying, you know, Jerry could have done a lot better than 100 grand. So now that person rings Jerry, and he's influential in their life. And he says to Jerry, Jerry, I know you think $100,000 is a lot of money, buddy, because we don't have any money. But you can get 200000 right now. I'm telling you, if you walk out of here, you can go to Miami, and you can get two hundred grand. they are telling me they're going to sign the deal tonight. So Jerry goes and does what? He goes to his coaches, he goes to his peers, and he goes back to the collective, and he says, guys, I'm hearing 200 grand. 200 grand is what I'm worth now, not a paltry $100,000. So now that, that collective has to make a decision. Like, oh, is Jerry worth that? Do we renegotiate? No, by the way, if we renegotiate, what does that do for everybody else that we've got under contract or who has signed an NIL deal? Now all these guys are going to come back because they're going to hear from Jerry that all you got to do is threaten to leave. And then they're going to come in and say, hey, 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 Jerry just got hundred grand more. And, you know, I'm, I'm being told that Miami wants me too or Georgia wants me or Ohio State or Michigan or whomever. And right? this is all hypothetical. All hypothetical. Right. All hypothetical. Sure. All right, so now maybe you do decide that this particular player may be worth holding on to. So you renegotiate with Jerry, Corey. Now you've done it twice already. In less than a year, what if Jerry comes back a third, a fourth, or a fifth time? At some point, do you go, we're not doing this anymore? And if a kid can go get whatever he can get from wherever else it is being offered, then you tell him, best of luck to you. Because it's, you can't keep doing this for everybody on your roster. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. But I'm saying there is a scenario by which you wouldn't say the collective was unwilling to meet certain demands. At some point, there's just a cutoff. Well, I feel like that's what I was trying to say. That that at some point it's the yeah, but you phrased it as like, well. I the, the collective wasn't willing to pay Josh right, Farmer what what he's right. worth. It wasn't that, but it is like at some point it becomes a business decision and a in an evaluation decision on we've only got a finite amount of money. We can't be keep renegotiating with backups. We we can't because we're trying to keep. You know, yeah, his, his the starters happy because you're trying to and keep, we're trying to keep the starters on the roster. You know, yeah. and then one thing, you know, somebody texted me, uh, somebody we know in the business, not somebody on the FSU staff, but somebody we know, texted me and said, you know, you, you got to think Florida State's coaching staff 
assumed when they brought in Fisk and Jackson that there might be some issues at the, on that, Somebody at that could position. Somebody be because, and you know, and I think there's probably been one or two other players that at that position that have had some some concerns about you know the depth at that position, what all they brought in there. Um, so I don't think it's totally unexpected from their part, their, from their standpoint. Um, the other thing is, I think when you look at that position, one other thing that kind of creeped into my mind this morning was I thought it was curious that they kept Dennis Briggs. If they had to choose a position for Dennis Briggs, that they chose defensive tackle. Like they decided that was where they were going to move him to make his permanent move. Instead of the edge, Instead after of you the lose McClendon. where yeah, you already yeah. were kind of thin. So yeah. I kind of wonder if they had a feeling they might lose somebody, if nothing else, an insurance policy. But So to the overall point, which is where I think we should move this conversation since all the hypotheticals probably yeah. aren't fair. I mean, there uh, are go, Jerry's. There's no Jerry's on the football team. That's true. Good point. Yeah. Um, if that position, you know, the the only still question you got to get answered is whether or not Daryl Jackson gets that waiver. Um, it's well, not, no, that, that is a very big one. Isn't it's it? not a done deal. <laughs> yes. So if Daryl Jackson gets his waiver and everything else, I mean, you're yeah, still yeah. great at that position. So, if Daryl Jackson somehow does not get enough from what now last, you're not great at that position. At the last I've heard, they you know they, yeah. there's still confidence that it's going to happen, and I think they're still moving through that process. But I don't think it's been approved yet. But yeah, Florida State may want to get their entire legal team on that uh, on that topic. And, and that, get that that done. is actually a, a really really uh, valid point here, Ira. That position is still deep. They're still fine yeah. there. They still have an abundance of riches. They still feel really good about defensive tackle. There's they would have liked a, to have Farmer, of course. You'd love to have Farmer, but, but there's a yeah. chance that there's a chance this news, assuming Daryl Jackson gets to play, doesn't affect your win loss total. No, and and the but but it would I think affect your win loss total if Jackson isn't given the waiver and you've just lost Farmer. Suddenly, a position of great depth is down to just kind of where it was a year ago, kind of standard and not well. Not and, ideal. And you would like to know sooner rather than later, right? Like if they're going to deny his waiver request, and I think we all think they won't that he will get uh, cleared to play. You'd like to know, like, you know, right now, in the next 30 minutes? Before the portal because, closes? <laughs> because the before the portal closes? Yeah, because you, you need to – there are people out there. There are capable Division One defensive tackles out there, some very, very good ones that you can make a serious run at if you need to. And, and if Daryl Jack can't play, you probably need to. Well, you might need to anyway, just, just in case, right? Like, yeah. if you've got these – and again, it's the way the portal works is the, the deadline is to enter it by April 30th, but they can make uh, signings later. They can bring in players later. Um, but yeah, they may they may need to be in that market right away until they know. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, again, one of the things we talked about with the transfer portal, with NIL money and added depth of talent to your roster, at some point somebody was going to come calling for that depth, that you had an abundance of riches. That's not a place where we've been able to live comfortably in a long time. It's not shocking. It's never all right. You're never happy. It's whenever the guy, whoever that guy is, says that he may be taking it on down the road, then in the minds of most fans, instantly that was the guy you couldn't lose right. because he's the one who just announced. In truth, you could afford to lose Josh Farmer. You're not happy about it, but you could afford to lose him. There are other positions where if that announcement occurred, you would be in dire straits. I'll tell you now, if Johnny Wilson decided to walk, and he can't really, but if he did – You'd be in real trouble uh, at receiver, and it, it, that Jared, would change the complexion of oh, your season. Oh, by yes, and if Jared Verse somehow decided he wasn't staying, you're in real trouble. So there are other places that if those guys announced, you would be more concerned. Listen, I, don't, I again, we don't know the set of circumstances with Josh Farmer. I wish him well. 
I just know that the scenario, the, the you know, the kind of example I gave, these are the kinds of things that collectives are dealing with. And until there's some unilateral rule that everybody has to follow and the same amount of money and the same set of parameters, well, this is going to happen. You're just going to, you're going to get guys and you're going to celebrate those moments. And you're going to lose some damn and, guys, and you're going to be pissed when it happens. And you don't even have, and you guys are more NFL fans than I am, but like you don't even have the tampering rules. I mean, like, right. there's, because, yeah. and I don't know, maybe at some point college coaches will come forward and name names, but would you guys name, like, well, no college coaches seem willing to ever name names. Well, partly because, yeah. in all likelihood, it's hard to prove. And you, it's you hard to prove. Well, you also maybe, can't throw and, stones. Right, right. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you've reached out to somebody or somebody right. did. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, these are the kinds of things. Look. But it, at least in the, you know, in the NFL, you do have tampering rules. You and, do. And and you have windows and you have salary caps. And it's like college is, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just. It's the wild, wild I mean, west. Wild. Dude, one of the reasons, and I, I said this when we talk about the health and the big picture of college football and why I don't like where it's going. Um, and even though I was for paying players, I just think there has to be a better order to all of this. But that said, you know, there's, there's, there's a setup where all of this happens. It's called professional football. But the good news is in professional football, those guys sign deals. You know where they're going to be three years from now. You just sign them to a five-year deal. They ain't going anywhere. Uh, you know, you have them unless they become free agents. But they don't become free agents until whatever year of that contract that that, becomes, that window opens. Year four, year five, year six. You have time to plan for all that. Whereas this is a nightmare. You, you, you think you got somebody, you got them to agree to an NIL deal, but nobody knows what that would do in court. Does that hold up? What, are you going to sue them when they decide they're going to take this other deal over here? I mean, we don't even know at this point how that works. And so, yeah, I think you just hold your breath. That's why I said last week when it was nice and quiet. I was like, everybody celebrate that quiet week because who knows? I mean, we're going to get closer to that deadline and more names are going to enter that portal. And I don't think we're done here. And I don't, now I'm not telling you I know for a fact that somebody else is going to announce here soon. But I'm not going to be surprised if, in fact, that happens at all. And let's it, just hope it's not a huge name. And overall, like, I think Farmer Farmer and Sam McCall are the two that have left that I think had a real chance to be in the two deep. They, they could have been real contributors this year. Um, but it, uh, on the whole, clearly, uh, as funded. you look at the, the trades, um, you know, Florida State is still well, well ahead on the positive side of the portal. And they will be. Uh, they are not losing starters yet. And as long as they do not lose, you know what I mean? They're losing guys that haven't proven anything that might be good. And those sting, too. Like, those stings. I think Malik McClain could have Mal Well, I think Malik McClain would have played a lot. Yeah, Malik McClain might have started, and, I, Derek, and Derek McClendon might have started. Yeah, so I, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I, I, that's true. I, I guess they technically lost the starter in Derek McClendon, but – he, you know, we we know what he was. Um, he was just a, he was a solid college football player. They have not lost guys that really are gut punches yet. Mm -mm. That might be coming though. I, I mean, I don't know. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will for this cycle, for this, for the next five days, perhaps. But moving forward, you might have a few gut punches. Alabama fans deal with gut punches. Yeah, this is when you become the hunted. Like, if you get to a place where your roster is good enough and deep enough to compete for a conference championship and a college football playoff spot, then people are going to come grab players that they know are disgruntled. All it takes is to find some sort of connection. Oh, well, here's the, you know what? They're from our hometown. This kid went away as a five-star. He's been sitting on their roster for a year and a half. He's not seeing the field at all. Let's give him a call. We need that kid now. This is what's going to happen and, as you raise the floor. And to the scenario, Jeff, pointed earlier that hypothetical i mean that situation has played out we know for a fact 
numerous times Correct. at Florida State, and we imagine countless times across the country where you have either former coaches at youth sports or handlers or people close to the family, and everybody wants a piece of it. And so this is what used to happen when guys made it to the league. They would have all of these friends and you know people, all business opportunities, all these things come out of the woodworks. Well, now it's happening to these guys while they're in college. Yeah. And so that is – and that's difficult for the kid. Like you don't want to hate on the players because they're getting it from family, from friends, from advisors. I feel bad for a lot of the kids. It's I do. tough, man. I mean, if you come from a situation – and a lot of kids do – uh, where maybe you're from a broken home and, 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 you know, maybe you didn't have the kind of guidance that you'd wish for every kid to have, right? And then now all of a sudden you've got some folks in your family that maybe don't have your best interest in mind. Maybe they have their own best interest in mind and you're a pawn. You're a piece that they can use to, to garner some money. Listen, that sucks, man. What are you, what are you going to do in that situation? I, that you don't have somebody in your ear that you trust, that you know has your best interest in mind. And so, you know, you're going to see kids get steered a certain direction sometimes Sometimes you can overcome it. Sometimes you can sit them down and talk with them and say, hey, listen, that's, that's probably not a real offer. Let me explain why. And you can talk sense into them, and then they calm down. The emotion gets removed. Other times, maybe you can't. They're too far gone down the track, and they've been convinced by somebody, a handler like you say, that this is where they have to go. And until those stories start to come out, and they will, because this is all so new, until kids don't get paid what they were told they were going to get paid, which is the reason they left, you're not going to really see any repercussions from this. Like, what happens the first time the you know the, re, the Ruiz money's not there? Or it's not even that situation. What if the money is there, but it it it's not in your best interest for the long term? I mean, right. An example, Correct. you know, and again, I'm not to throw this guy under the – but he's been gone long enough. I, I doubt he's listening. Like, Ike Obiagu, remember him? Mm -hmm. When he mm -hmm. ended up transferring, yep. uh, you know, the, the talk oh, was – Oh, yeah. The talk was that there was some, you know, people around the family that – or around him that felt like if he went to this other school, he could be held to handled, uh, receive some extra inducements or whatever it was. And so he left and he was an okay player yeah. where he went, but I think he might've been a, a, a superstar. Could have been a really State. good player in this system. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and again, so it's just, that's, man, it's a challenging, challenging situation. Seminole headlines off to a flying start. Here we go, boys and girls stay with 93.3 real talk radio war chant TV. MLB is finally back in full swing, and MyBookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs with a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run lines, totals, and futures. MyBookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of brand new MyBookie's money bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie. Use promo code WARCHAN to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit 200 and play with 300 instantly. Just use promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than MyBookie. Sign up now. Get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for WarChant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. One thing to note, and we didn't talk about this a moment ago when we were going through, uh, you know, the impact that this may or may not have. I, I really think that in terms of potential, Tafasi's the same player. I think Tafasi can be what Farmer – now, Farmer was ahead. A little different. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah but I think Tafasi could end up being very good for this team. Now, they need him to get stronger and get bigger and continue to develop. 
But I think that down the line, he's going to be an impactful player, just like I thought Josh Farmer would be an impactful player. They have guys on the roster that maybe aren't as ready as Josh was to 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 hammer it home this year. But I do feel like they've got a couple other dudes that I feel good about. Tafasi being high on that list. Yeah, I would think you you're the the initial reaction. I think once once people get past the initial stunning or st- shocking whatever. I think the next reaction is, okay, how does this affect us in 2024? When Braden Fisk is gone, when Fabian Lovett's gone, how is this going to affect us going forward? I think Tafasi's a, a good answer. Daniel Lyons, I think, is Daniel a really Lyons impressive young guy. I think he could be good. And, and they're, all, they're all different They're different types of players, though, because, like, Tafasi is just raw energy and strength. Like, he, I don't think he really knows what he's doing, but if you put a human being in front of him, he's going to displace that human being and probably drive him about 15 yards down the field. I mean, he is as impressive physically as anybody they have, honestly. Um, but he's just so raw. Like, I don't even know if he played high – I don't think he played high-level high school football because there was some eligibility issue. He transferred a little bit. Whereas Farmer had played. He played for Corey Fuller. Like, he had better teaching coming in. Mm-hmm. And then I think, uh, you know, Daniel, Daniel Lyons is more advanced um, in terms of, like, what he knows, how to play the position. So I think he's a guy that can help as well. But those guys don't have the raw potential Tafasi has. Tafasi, he's the guy that, man, there's there's something really, really special. I like him a lot, yeah. And I, But I think the bummer about Farmer is this coaching staff, I think, found a guy in him, like a really good player. I mean, he looked like he was taking that step to be almost an elite defensive tackle. I mean, he, I thought he was probably the most consistently good defensive tackle they had this spring. He was, he was very good for long stretches. And again, you're talking about a high school recruit you brought in that was then going to flourish. And now, you know, apparently he's going to flourish. Some, If he does flourish, it'll be somewhere else. Just when we talk about wanting to show these high school recruits what you can do, Josh Farmer was going to be a, a very good example of that, I think, like Patrick Payton is. And now he's, I mean, I guess he still is. Even if he's doing it at uh, Missouri, you could be like, hey, we recruited that guy. We saw him when he was a three-star, I, I guess. But well, I, I, you wanted to, That's that to me is the bummer of it is he was a homegrown guy that I thought had developed into something that but that's, could be really good. But that's what's kind of – it makes me laugh a little, a little bit because, you know, six months ago, everybody was saying when Florida State didn't have a great recruiting class in December four months ago, five months ago, you can't live off the portal. And I remember saying, well, I don't know, maybe you can because at least with portal guys, they're pretty much locked in until they graduate. There, there's a yeah, one-time that's transfer the way policy. To do it. The high school guys, you may end up developing a lot of guys who two or three years down the road end up transferring. That's that's – yeah, you know everybody loves the high school development, but there's more risk there than no, there is. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought South Carolina did a really good job with some of their development the last few years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like what they did with Jamie Robinson. <laughs> exactly. uh, Arizona State did wonders with Johnny Wilson. Yeah, you you get to reap those uh, benefits. But yeah, that was the only bummer. But overall, and I don't want to do. We don't. Let's spend 45 seconds on this. We all agree something has to change with it, and I'm not saying it is sour grapes because they just lost Josh Farmer. These college coaches and college administrations aren't going to let this just persist. This is the new reality of college football. There will have to be some sort of guidelines or guardrails put in place at some point, right? And they're they're trying to, to some degree. The new NCAA president, I, you know, and again, yeah, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this because it's not interesting at all. But you know, the new NCAA president is a guy they brought in who's got experience in D.C. Like he's a he's been a legislator, so that's a. You're bringing in somebody who uh, has connections, has connections, and yeah. can and go in that direction. And they just had the congressional hearings last month, 
So that is, a, you know, there, there is the NCAA wants guidance from Congress. They want to be have some sort of plans in place, which could lead to. But, you know, again, the thing about the players unions in the pro sports is those are collectively bargained yeah. agreements. Yes. That <laughs> now you're taking a whole different direction now. And maybe it could get there, but it's dicey. Well, and this is what we talked about before. Look, there's already a league that does this better. It's called professional football. This is why people feel like they're losing their college football. Because there is no collegiate nature of college football anymore. It feels very but professional. But I also think you only care when it's your team getting rated. Right. But at right. some point, everybody's team gets rated. Right. And then they all care very deeply about what's going on with their sport. Because I, I didn't Could sense it, a lot of hand-wringing from the Florida State fan base or media over the last 12 months or so. You no, know, Corey's been pissed. Or when Stephen Dix left or somebody like that. Well, You're no, like, all right, that's fine. Zane Herring upset me more than anybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the devastation there. But, Corey, you've been really upset. You you were yelling at college football a year and a half ago. So, I mean, yeah, I, I will give you that. But that was after Travis Hunter, and like where things were not going well for Florida State. Then things went really well for Florida State. Well, but I do think there is, there, there's got to be some parameters in place at some point. I don't know how you do it legally unless you make them part of the collective bargaining. I mean, there are, the SEC is literally going to start giving these schools $110 million a year or $100 million somewhere in that neighborhood. You could maybe you cut out fifteen million for the players. Well, that I but you think- sign a contract and you're done. I think that's the future of the sport. I will say this real quick, Colorado. I mean, did they have? I know their record was terrible. Could it? Can any of those guys play, Ira? Because they all left. Did you can see any it? of them play? Like oh, I no. saw, like Colorado's leading receiver is in the portal. Colorado's right. leading tackler is like. Uh- all right, man. What does that mean? There might be some. I just remember when they when Dion did his video when he walked into their meeting room mm. and the players who were left because some of them already bailed. And when he, he kind of spit on them. Well, yeah. he did spit on. Them, but you mm-hmm. look around that room and I was like, did he walk in the band room? Yeah, what's like, going what, on? Well, they, every time they show I mean, a video, man, I tell you every time, like, I'm like, look at that kid. He wouldn't have started at Lakewood. What are we doing? That kid so, is in major so college I'm not, football. I'm not sure. That's where we want to go shopping, Corey. <laughs> All right. I'm just there's a lot of there's a lot of gross there, there's a lot of items up for sale coming out of Colorado. Casey Roddick, he looks like he can he play. He does, that was you're right? Yeah, yeah, he got out in time. But I I will say again, uh, this is going to continue to happen until there is some sort of regulatory body that, with some teeth, that decides you know collectively, hey, this is what we're going to have to do. We're all going to have to agree on this, or else this is the ebbs and flows of your roster, man. It's going to happen every year. You're going to have some off seasons where you're celebrating your coach's prowess and ability to steal great players from other teams, and then you're going to be pissed off and claim everybody else is tampering when they steal your players, which is bound to happen. It kind of reminds me, and this is just the cultural reference I have because of the kind of movies I do watch when I do watch Guess TV. what decade, Jeff? Guess well, what decade? I'm going to say 70s. It's not even that old. Wait, a cultural about, reference? 86 like, or 85. Here we more, go. More, see, now I've set the bar so okay, low. Yeah, that, <laughs> no, I'm thinking about like in The Wire, like Omar. Like when you're okay. when you're jacking the oh, drug yeah, dealers, yes, like yeah. – there's you can't problem. call the cops when things don't You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who. And so I wonder how much of college, how many college coaches are disgusted by all this? And how much, how many of them are like, all right, let's go. Let's like, get this it all. Doing this. There are no rules all, out here. Yeah. I wonder. I, uh, it's, uh, well, there's probably a few that love it, but I think more of them, if you're establishing uh, successful. Because you know, se- yeah. they, they have to know they can't have it. It's not going to be one way. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, again, I don't think anybody's really all that surprised that what just happened may have happened. Now, I will give you this one piece of, you know, hope, maybe glimmer of hope, uh, and that is that it's, nothing's finalized. You never know. I mean, Josh yeah. Farmer could tweet tomorrow, guys, I've had some more time to think about it, and I realized that was a mistake. I'm not going to enter the portal. I mean, that's 
It's entirely possible. And he could do that. And then, and then still he could do it again. And he yeah. can still do the it again. Reedy Ree. Oh, yeah, buddy. The Reedy Ree. That was the old timers. <laughs> just a much very different way of going about it now. Now it involves money. But that, that's that's the reality. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. And War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. All right, so now what happens after all of this, and I'm already seeing it in the chat, uh, is that everybody begins to speculate about other players that they don't want to see leave or they think that uh, the person is wiping clean their social media accounts and the like. But uh, I'll just say this. You have plenty of people wondering now, because Farmer and Daryl Jackson are really good friends, whether that would affect the two. But Daryl Jackson can't go anywhere. So there's, that's the end of that. I mean, the, the issue with being eligible here is that he's already in his third school yes. in three years. Yeah. Um, so started he, out at Maryland, then went to Miami, now is at Florida State. So he's got to get a waiver to be eligible here. Um, yeah, you wouldn't think. I mean, you know, and a guy like him, you know, if he doesn't get the waiver, the concern with the bigger concern, I think, with Daryl Jackson is if he doesn't get the waiver, then maybe he just prepares for the NFL draft. Yeah. Because yeah. he'd be three years out of high school. He may decide, you know what, I'm just, you know, so. So, you know, we'll have to see how it all plays out. But, again, I, one other thing to remember with this is that Florida State's in as good a position as they could be in that situation because Corey Fuller was their high school coach. Uh, Corey Fuller's known both of them since they, they were, in, in, mm-hmm. you know, young. Uh, and he also is on the staff now at Florida State. So that, that obviously wasn't enough to keep Josh Farmer here. But, if they, you know, if there's a way to smooth it out, you would think Corey Fuller will, will be a big uh, play a big role. So – now we sit back, and again, you hold your breath until the deadline is up, and then even then, you don't really know if that's the end of it all. But, um, you know, again, I, I think that this has just got to be part of your math every offseason. Just like spring ends and everybody and every fan base will just kind of, well, what, what's a good number? If we gain three and lose two, did we win? You know, how does it work? Cause we still, I think the more exciting way to look at the portal is always who are you going after, who's in there that you're excited to get, in the past, relatively recent, obviously this hasn't been a long around very long. Um, man, I think like Florida State has, as Corey pointed out, really hit a ton of home runs here. They've uh, mainly dominated the portal. So they're so far in the black. I mean, they yeah. they're so they've they've profited so much for the portal than they've lost. And even the players they've lost. Think about some of these other teams. Like Wake Forest lost Sam Hartman. Yeah. Now you could argue that Sam Hartman didn't need to be at one school for seventeen years. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one year at Notre Dame spot. Yeah, you, if they've gotten pit, plenty out of Sam Hartman. If you're Pitt, you lose the reigning Bolitnikoff yeah. Award winner. He yeah. just rides out to USC. That'll hurt your feelings. And the receiver that went to the Georgia Tech running back that went, went to, to Alabama. Alabama. I mean, yeah. and they could ill afford to lose any town to Georgia <laughs> Tech, my man. Uh, that hurt. They felt that. That was a sting. Well, now your mic is too far away. We well, keep, a little bit closer. Oh, well. A little closer. How about this? There, right. we found the okay. happy medium. I mean, yeah, the sweet there spot. it is. All right, I'm trying, gang. I'm trying. <laughs> now, now just do a little ASMR for us. <laughs> yeah, guys. So Josh Farmer's a big loss for the Rolls, but they'll be able to recuperate. They've got, you know, they've got Malcolm Ray and Dennis Briggs Jr. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's good. Okay, thanks. Just put that on a loop, gang. <laughs> I, uh, I do wonder. I, I do wonder again. Does this change their math? Meaning Florida State. Um, how many players did they bring in? You and I on the Monday smashed. I read, we're talking about what numbers we thought were likely. I think you said two to three. I thought three to four, somewhere in there. So we're close. Um, I don't what, know. What are they going to get to? Let's go. 
I mean, I, let's add someone, right? It's been well. You can't just willy nilly be adding someone. people. You got to kind of make sure. That's one of the good things that they've done is they haven't yeah. just filled spots to fill them. They needed to make sure the guys were right of the caliber of player they wanted, and also that they does this change. Here. Do you think this changes the calculus at all you think about what you, they're adding? Well, I guess yeah. The, I guess the question is, does it save somebody else's position? Mm. Like, do they mm, yeah. do they not encourage somebody else to? Uh, <laughs> To take it down the road, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it definitely opens a spot. Again, I, if I was them, and if, and again, as of last week, I was hearing the Daryl Jackson thing. I haven't checked today in the last twenty four hours that the waiver still wasn't official or, or cleared. If that's not cleared, man, I think you have to go get a defensive tackle. I just, I, I, I feel like you do. I don't know. I think because if you don't, if he doesn't get it, now you're basically looking at your defensive tackle from a year ago, your group basically from a year ago. If you, if you say. Fisk and Cooper are about to wash, uh, and 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 then you've got Briggs in the rotation, Fabian. Malcolm Ray, yeah, Fabian's Fabian, yeah, Fabian's um, Fabian. You so, these. I you know I I just feel like you probably need to to get some insurance there. But they again, I don't want anybody to be listening to this and think, man, they know that kid's not going to get the waiver. We don't. No, know we have that. no. Idea. We do not know that. I feel like it was evident to me that the coaches feel like he's going to get it. I think it's yeah. I think there's a good chance, but they don't have it yet. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So you don't know 100%. Yeah, we're all going to sit back. Now, you talk about holding your breath about losing guys and gaining guys in the portal. Really, hold your breath on the Jackson thing because if he's going to get that waiver, they're fine. 100%. They're, they're absolutely fine if, he, if they get the waiver for him. If they don't, they are not fine. They are not fine at all. This is a real guys, problem. Guys, <laughs> we've, we've changed the situation. These are the that- two charts. <laughs> we're fine. Everybody look at this chart. We're fine. Here's the other chart. We are not fine. This is not oh God, good. No. Oh, God, no. It's the other chart. Yeah, yeah. What He got to Florida State when? January 4th? Yeah, it's funny because, well, yeah. We are in, it's the all, late April, man. Well, remember, dude, Jordan Travis came around the same time and didn't get his till like, August. So What are they doing? Well, but well my nothing. Point is, they're not doing a damn no, thing. No, I think they're, they request information. It's just funny, though, because it's a process of, like, okay, they want to verify this or verify that, but – like a, I was texting with a buddy of mine about it yesterday or the day before, and he said, "They do they need his mother to pass? Like, what do they? What? What? what when? I mean, what do they? I mean, she's she's got an illness she's dealing with, right? So this is a straightforward it set of circumstances. It shouldn't be that difficult. It should take seconds. But like, what are they waiting for? But right, what are they waiting for? Well, but see now, now you're going to ask yourself that as you lay your head on the pillow every night. If you're a Florida State fan, you're like, "What are they waiting on? I'm tired of this. This uncertainty will not stand." It's frustrating. So let's say that Daryl Jackson is we, we he's still up in the air, and it's May twelfth. We still don't know his. I'm not status. worried about it in May. There's a good safety and a good defensive tackle that would both that would both be in the rotation for you, and you've got one spot. Uh, Where are we going? Well, one spot, huh? I'm going. I'm. I'm. I think I'm going defense. Well, I don't know. I guess how good you feel. If they feel good about it, that they're going to get it. With the waiver, then I think you go safety. But if it's really up in the air, like they don't know for sure, I think I'd go more defensive tackle. I just feel like that that's a more impactful position. I hate this damn conversation. Yeah, let's, I, go, I, let's talk about something. How about FSU baseball? They got yeah, a win, Corey. Win. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, big, huge win. My son was in attendance. Both my boys were in attendance. They make were there. Sh- and make the- sure they keep they coming. They got to. Um, yeah, they went and they hung out with Johnny Mack. They cheered on yeah. the team in section in section B and. And now I think that uh, all of the folks there have said that they are required to come to every game. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they've caught the fever, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you can't really not go in that stadium and not walk away feeling like, I can't wait to go back. Listen, 
They got the win. They're still fighting. Yeah. It. Corey, you already wrote the article on Warchant.com. I mean, it is a historically bad season. I don't know what else we can add to that. Um, but was there's Friday no way- rock bottom? Was Friday rock bottom for the Florida twenty-four State to nine? Program? Yeah, and I mean not just this season, but like the worst season of all time, and then giving up three touchdowns and a field goal to not a very good Virginia Tech team. That's as embarrassing as embarrassing can be for a program like. Florida. So let me let me ask you this. Let's okay. So yeah, whatever they lost twenty-four to nine. That we'll we'll never remember that ten years from now. I mean, yeah, okay, that's okay, right. Okay, so here's the only thing I'll say. I'm not one of those fans that. When something's going bad and I identify that it's bad, so like let's say 20 games in, 15 games into a 50-game season, you go, ooh, that's not fixable. You know, they just lost their best pitcher. He's not coming back. And they can't find a way to close games. Really, basically, the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings are a, a nightmare. All right. They're not awesome defensively. All right. So we Correct. so we've evaluated this team at that point. Whatever happens after that conclusion that I reach, I don't care. And what I mean by that is it doesn't change my math. I don't suddenly go, oh, I went from really liking the link hire to hating the hire and we should fire him now because look how bad they're still doing. No, no. If you're really bad, it's not going to get better. Those players don't magically become elite players if they're not already, if they're not good, if they're not passable for Florida State. Well, that's why we went to the Taylor Swift segments during men's basketball season because right. we came to the same conclusion because what were you gonna pretty do? early with men's basketball. You're going to have to roll that five out there no matter what, and we knew <laughs> yep. they sucked. Yep. yep. There it Lost is. Lost again. Here they are. It sucking. was like the uh, – who did they lose? Didn't they get down to like NC State or somebody yeah. this year by like 25 points yeah, they couldn't immediately? Get, they couldn't get the ball past half court. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same. Yeah. That was the equivalent now, of the 24 now one thing. Now, one thing that does happen, obviously, at least in terms of the disappointment of a season and the the losses continue to get, you know, pile on and all that. If you do see players going through the motions, right. you can get concerned. Quitting is never a good thing, and you, you need your guys to stay uh, attuned to the message. But I don't think they've quit. I just don't think they're any good. I think it's that simple. I mean, you've seen a ton of one-run losses, two-run losses. That's not indicative of somebody who's quit. They're still what, playing yeah. hard. They're just not any good. Well, they don't have any pitching. I mean, they just, but they, hey, they got the outs they needed on Sunday. That was a big dub. It's something to build on. Um, I think if you're a baseball, a Florida State baseball fan, one concern you might have as we project moving forward, they didn't bring back a lot of guys from the mound from the staff last year. No. But they brought back some. And all of them are worse this year than they were last year. Montgomery, Baumeister, Whitaker, they're all worse. Well, I mean, I don't that, know if it's fair to say. Baumeister wasn't like in this role. You know, I mean, I don't, it's not fair to compare, I don't think. And he, and well, sure, but Whitaker Montgomery. Well, I mean, Montgomery's Montgomery. Montgomery's we, we, the same as he's always been. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's always been. Uh, Whitaker is in a different role, but when he was in the same role he was last year, he wasn't performing as well. We could clearly say the pitching staff as a whole, even though we knew they're no, we know they're not all that talented with Wyatt Crowell, they've still been a disappointment. I mean, there's no other way. They're one of the worst ERAs in the country. So that just moving forward, you're going to have better pieces. Talent makes coaching. More than coaching makes talent, I get it. But, you know, there are some pieces that were left over from last year that did not take the leap you maybe wanted them to take. Yeah. I, I do think he's going to end up having to <laughs> – I mean, I just – I don't think – like, there's just nothing to judge that on. I mean, again, you're – you're. I don't know in a perfect world Jackson Baumeister would have been your Friday starter. Um, but he was going to be a starter. I mean, maybe. And he's not – he, I mean, of course he was. He was going to be a part of the starting rotation, and he hasn't been good in it. Montgomery – Nobody can figure that kid out. But you go, Connor Whitaker took a step back. You 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 
cited it, I believe, in your article, Corey. I, I do think it's important. I think Link tried to warn us. Oh, he 100%. definitely did. I mean, I think he's trying, without saying things like, my players stink, <laughs> he tried to warn us. And even though and there, yeah. there, and there are some guys that he that they they like, you know, and they, they want them to be good, and they think they're going to be good, but they aren't ready maybe for the roles they're being that they're in into. right now. Yeah. And, and it's tough, man. And that's why – that's. One of the points I made during basketball season, I continue to make. A lot of people don't want to listen to me, but I don't think it's fair well, to some judge. Some people like to hammer coaches, Ira. Some people like to just rip some, coaches, and some, you will not allow. Some of the guys on that basketball team, I think you're going to see if things are better next year, if they've got some better players in yeah, the world. Yeah, and they can play a different and role. And they can play in a different role and yeah. a better environment and a better team. Yeah. You may see them look a whole lot different. And I think there's some guys on this baseball team. Again, man, they all knew – you know who their top pitcher was, and then when he goes down, I mean, I just think it's it's Man. tough. And then they they also haven't had any luck. Like I think you mentioned it in the column also, but like they, it feels like every ball hit by the other team is just out of reach, lands just fair. I mean, it just feels yeah. like they haven't but even had baseball luck on their side. Yeah, you're two and twenty-two or whatever the hell they were over that stretch, <laughs> and a bunch of one-run losses. But it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to do that without being a little unlucky yeah. as well. I mean, how many times have we watched them blow a lead in the eighth or ninth inning? It's, ooh, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's makes it even harder to stomach as a fan. Like, I'll live 24 to 9 is actually kind of easy to handle. It's not ideal, yeah. it's less uh, than desirable. On a Friday night, too. That's Giving a up toughie. 24 on a Friday night. That's a toughie. But I don't think it's worse than you're up 5 to 2 going into the ninth and you lose 6 to 5 because well, we do that a lot, sure. too. And that is painful. And they've done that a ton going into the seventh inning. The two Florida games, they could have won both those games. Florida's a lot better baseball team. They had no business competing with Florida in those games. Should have won both of them. And you look at a lot of other games like that during this stretch. Uh, at the end of the day, they're not very good. This will be an interesting offseason. He's got a lot. That was our baseball talk. Talk about a portal. That was Ooh, our baseball Lord. talk. Hey, here's the good news. We got a ton of questions coming your way. We'll be doing that here momentarily. I've got uh, it all ready to go on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm sure people won't be asking baseball questions or basketball questions. It'll only be football. That'll, that's all we'll do for the next hour or so. Similar headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.